Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's nice to say that one of the best in the weighing room, jockey Aidan Coleman, joins me. Aidan, welcome to Racing Live on TalkSport 2. Hi, Emmett. How are you? I'm in good form, thank God. You're in good form as well on the track, but also ahead of this weekend with the return of Epiton, which is very exciting. She's going for her third fighting fifth in a row. Last year was a dead heat, but still. Uh, three fighting fifths in a row is, is quite some feat. There's just one problem. Her pesky stable companion, Constitution Hill, is rocking up. Um, Let's talk about her, first of all, a champion hurdle winner in her own right, uh, and obviously a multiple grade one winner. How are you feeling about her comeback on Saturday? Yeah, look, it's always very exciting, um, you know, to to ride a a horse or a mare of that caliber. Um, You know, if you look through her form, I think her last, like, 15 or something runs have all been in grade one. She's won numerous... um, numerous amounts of them and um, look she's she's been a, a star for connections uh, Barry first and then when he retired myself so so yeah look very lucky to have her and you have to kind of appreciate these uh, these horses when they come along yeah big time and I mean when you took over last year uh, that was in 2020 I should say that was the, the year of her first fighting fifth and it's just rolled on since then uh, and while it was a little bit disappointing to see her beaten in the champion hurdle, she was going up against the unbeaten honeysuckle and she finished second. And then she just seemed to completely tear everything to pieces when she went to entry, stepped up to the entry hurdle distance of two mile five and absolutely obliterated everything. Um, that does freshen things up in terms of targets for this season and, and what to do. You can go back to entry, but before that, you could take in the Maris hurdle at, at Cheltenham, which is something that Nikki has talked about. Yeah, look, there's loads of options for her, like the, you know, especially after. You know, we knew she'd stay at entry, but like obviously in the fashion she did, like she seemed to relish it. Um, so it does open up uh, other options maybe before it, but I suppose her plan until Cheltenham is, 
is the tried and tested method for ourselves, which is the fighting fifth, the Christmas hurdle, I would imagine, and then um, something at Cheltenham entry, and then hopefully she can go um, finish off a bunch of town again. Um, um, but look, we'll get there first. It's a long, long, long way away in National Hunt Racing, but as I said, she's been she's been uh, accredited connections um, so far. So let's hope the hope the dream is still alive. And in terms of the race on Saturday, um, it is quite the quite the, the thing that Constitution Hill rocks up. I mean, Ascot's loss is very much Newcastle's gain. Lampresse in the last race and Constitution Hill in the fighting fifth. And it's it's great to see him put in here. It's just that Nicky obviously wanted to keep the two of them apart. Um, when you look at, at him and, and you hear Nicky talk about the fact that he did this extraordinary piece of work the other day, what are you expecting to see from from the Supreme Novice Hurdle winner? Well, it looks like anyone else. You know, you look, you look, uh, he looked um, freakish last year. His performances from the two sandbounds to the Supreme Novices were were, were exceptional. Um, you don't need me to tell you that. Look, he rocks up at Newcastle. It's not my job to worry about um, horses like that. You know, I've got, I'm very fortunate to be riding Epithant. And uh, look, we're looking forward to it. And let's hope... Um, Hope, hope, uh, hope it goes well on today and uh, we, get a, we get a good run of it and see how it gets on. Just in terms of the champion hurdle, in, in terms of the, the anti-post betting, and it's not something that you need to worry about because you're a jockey. Uh, however, for us, it, it very much fascinates us in terms of how, is the market right, is it wrong, and if there is something wrong with it, then we'll try and, and punish the bookmakers. Uh, thank you, 888 Sport. But... In terms of, of Constitutional Hill, like what he did last season was extraordinary, but it was just three starts and it was in novice company. Now you're in the big leagues. You're in open company and you're going to be taking on an epitant. You're going to be taking on an unbeaten superstar in, in Honeysuckle. How do you think he will make that transition from open company, from novice to open company, considering the fact that he's the 5-4 to four favorite for the champion hurdle already? Yeah, look, I, I suppose, like, I suppose you're... Yeah. My money is qualified to answer that as everyone else had never sat in the horse, but looking at visually he was very impressive. There's no reason to suggest um, why he shouldn't look like any horse coming into open company for the first time, they always have that question to answer, um, and you never know until they do it. But look on based on last year's performance as you'd imagine, um, you'd imagine you know, he, he, he should be well up for the task. Uh, I hope he's not on Saturday, but I look at the same time, I'm not really worrying about him. I've got my own horse to ride, and you know what will be will be after that. All I can do is concentrate on Epitant and give her the best ride I can give her, and um, and uh, the rest is kind of um, the rest will work itself out. If you know what I mean. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. Um, she's been going very well for you, Aiden, and uh, she does seem to have. have really given herself that, that extra lease of life with the entry hurdle victory uh, in terms of what she can do. Uh, as you said, there was never really a doubt about her staying, but the fact that she actually went and did it uh, just means things are, are pretty exciting for her this season. Uh, let's see how she faces off with her old staple companion, Constitution Hill. Uh, you're going to be riding another hero of the game, uh, this time on Friday, Paisley Park. Uh, will be back in action. He took in Punchestown last year, which was great. It didn't quite work out, but it was nice to see him go over. Uh, and he'd run a, a super race in the stairs hurdle behind Flooring Porter, um, that was that was heartwarming to see because this is a horse who's very important, obviously, to his owner, Andrew Gemmel, who's an absolute legend and listens to the show the whole time. Uh, and, and we love him. Emma does a, an amazing job with him. But he is a Cheltenham Festival hero in his own right, uh, a, a multiple graded winner. 
and he's had that that little bit of an issue. How is he feeling to you, or what vibes are you getting ahead of his comeback on Friday? Yeah, great. Um, I schooled him last Friday. Um, it felt great, jumped great, as he kind of always does. But you know, the signs are there. He's getting older, obviously. But but um, you wouldn't think it from riding him. I, as far as I'm aware, he went to the beach for just a change of scenery on Sunday, and that went well as too. So. Like yeah, look, he's he's been um, he's been a massive part of my career, and I think it's like the fourth or fifth season now he's going to be a mainstay. So hopefully, said we got the Cleveland last year. He ran really well as uh, in the stairs and um, the festival, and then Punchstown actually ran a lot better than what happened where he finished that day. I think you know it was more the race wasn't run to suit. Um, it turned into a sprint, and he was never going to win one of those. So um, I actually don't think he was. Um, it just, I, I just thought that you've seen the best best album at Punchestown for other, no other reason than, you know, just the, the pace of the race. So, look, he, he, on his cleave, you know, he feels as good as ever, but look, he's he's not getting any um, any younger. Um, you know, the, the skeleton horse was very, was very impressive as uh, Weatherby and, and Champ, obviously, was, was good in the long walk last year. So, look, He's been running in top class races now for the last three or four seasons, so we're, we're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a road we're, we're well used to. And in terms of the physical issue that he had, like, does that feel like a distant memory to you now? Well, it kind of is. I think it was, it was the 2020 stairs hurdle, that the, the heart issue. Um, he came back the next year and was second in this long distance and then won the long walk and ran well again behind Florian Porter and the stairs again. So, like, Look, he, 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 look, with these things, or with race horses, it can always be something crop up, but uh, I think that is uh, uh, hopefully behind us now, and, and we've had some great days since that, so, um, you know, let's kick that, you know, kick that one into the long grass and, and forget about it, hopefully. And here's some more great days to come. Uh, speaking of kicking it into the long grass, just very interested to get your take on uh, the current situation with the, the rule change to the whip. Uh, it's something that we spoke to Harry Cobden about yesterday and he wasn't afraid to, to voice his frustration with it. Patrick Mullins was was saying similar stuff in the Racing Post yesterday. Um, and, and as an Irishman who is obviously very primarily based in the UK and having a, a great time of things over there, um, your fellow Irish jockeys, though, are going to have to adjust to this with less than five weeks prep for Cheltenham. So there's going to be uh, this small window where... They'll give you a stern talking to, but they won't take any action if someone was to breach the new whip guidelines. Uh, but then with only a month to go to Cheltenham, it comes into effect. And this seems to be rubbing people up the wrong way, and I can understand why. What's your take on the rule change? I think the whole thing is an absolute joke. I don't understand it. I can't make head nor tail of it, and it just annoys me thinking about it. So, look, these are the rules that change. You just have to adjust, get on with it, and... and um, and move on, but like it's just the, the whole from the rules itself to the bedding in period to all that kind of stuff is, um, yeah, I want you know, but I think I speak for everybody when I say, Come on, in, Coleman, get stuck in, yeah, because the whole well, thing like, is uh, the whole thing is incredibly frustrating. And I spoke with Luke Morris about this only a couple of months ago, and it would have been just before the arc, and he made the point that in Ireland. They looked at this. The HRI were asked, are you going to take any action on it? And they went, no, we're not doing that. We're not touching the whip. And then the whole thing basically comes down to optics. That, And obviously the whip does not look good. It's not aesthetically pleasing. 
but it's a vital tool. And there's no, I've said this before, I'll say it again, there's no peer-reviewed study that says the whip causes pain to racehorses. So why do this at all? Well, yeah, all that kind of stuff, you know, like that's, that's, that's all very relevant and all that. It's just, it's more the, it's more the, yeah, well, you say that, but it's, it's like just before Chelsea for to come in, um, you know, we'll have the weather, you know, it's something like I'm a professional jockey nearly 16 years now and it, it, it's just been asked to, you know, change everything you've, 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 you've kind of done over, you know, literally basically with near enough overnight. And um, I'm not saying you need to you need to ride in a race to to have an opinion. Far from it, you know. I you know some of the best judges have never ridden a horse, never mind ridden in a race. But one thing people can understand is, unless you've done it, is when you're in a race, it's all muscle memory. It's all like it, it, it just all kind of experience and just you know something you've done. Like it's like second nature, something you've done for so many years, and then to basically be told you can't do that anymore. Um, you can't do it the correctly in my way anymore. You need to do it this way. Um, in my opinion, sorry, the correct, the correct way in my opinion, you need to do it this way. Is it, it, It's going to be very hard to adjust and there's going to be issues. I know that. Um, I think um, some, of, some of the top Irish-based jockeys, uh, we know who they are, obviously, without naming who they are. They're going to have to nearly kind of self-police themselves in Ireland and the lead up to Cheltenham, aren't they? They're going to have yep. to um, start uh, kind of like you know, you know, adopting those rules in their own heads over there, um, you know, and that you know brings in the Dublin Racing Festival, things like that, and it's just, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I think they, they've just added another grey area to the whole thing, um, which, which is what we don't, we don't want, you know, basically because it's just, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it's an incredibly infuriating situation, and I can almost see someone in the BHA going, well, we better have the rules in place before the Grand National, because everybody's going to be watching that. So let's use Cheltenham as the betting-in period. What are you doing? Like, it, There's no logic to this at all. Just don't have a betting-in period, and then new, brand new guidelines, brand new rules. And you said that eloquently about muscle memory. Like, in the heat of the moment, in the heat of battle, when the adrenaline is pumping and you're you're fighting out a finish, the last thing a jockey needs to be doing is thinking, how many times have I used this? Uh, which which way am I, am I holding it the right way? You don't want to be second-guessing yourself in those situations, uh, particularly if you're riding in a jurisdiction where you're not actually asked to ride that way. Like, Irish jockeys coming over, but British-based jockeys as well are going to find this a, a, a real headache. And it just seems crazy to me that they would implement this with a month to go to Cheltenham because it's undeniably it's it's going to lead to consequences and the only thing I can think of is that somewhere along the line they were thinking yeah but it'll all be grand then for Aintree but it, it won't be it's it's crazy um want to ask you about today before we we wrap up and uh, you're going to be on good luck charm for Anthony Honeyball we're covering the race at 235 uh, novices handicap chase two from four over hurdles last season what do you make of his prospects today uh, she, um, yeah, she, yeah, she was very happy with her at uh, Fonfell. Uh, I know it was only a three-runner race, but she had a nice mare behind her. That's Sky Ice, who was in very good form before. And, and uh, you know, she did kind of put it up to the odds on shot on the day. Um, yeah, look, it's competitive race. It's a big-ish field for England, which is um, good in the way to see. And um, I'd be hoping for 
for for a good run, you know. It's, it, it, so uh, yeah, let's. Um, yeah, I hope we're not coming down here for the weather, which isn't very good at all. <laughs> well, I know some of the owners a good look charm, and they're quietly confident. Quietly confident, and they deserve success as well. So, uh, no pressure, Aiden, and best of luck to you today. Uh, but more importantly, best of luck to you with Epitant and her comeback at, at the weekend. What a story it would be if she can uh, beat her her um, better fancy stable companion. He's fours on currently for the Fighting Fifth, but she is the reigning dual champion of that race. So, very much looking forward to seeing her in action. And um, best of luck to you for the rest of the season as well, Aiden. Looking forward to talking to you again soon on Talksport. Thanks, Emma. Thank you.